Welcome to Unsigned 518. I am here with Josh Morris. Josh, how's it going, man? I'm good, man. How are you? I am fantastic. And, you know, it's funny, just as you were getting here, uh, Reese Fulmer was leaving, mm-hmm. and we, we met in the driveway, and I, I think that's the first time that that's happened where I'm like, two local musicians have, have passed Hey, passed in the in the night, uh, man, in in my driveway, and I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. So. He's a good he's a good man to run into. He, he, he is. is. He's very yeah. talented. Yeah. <laughs> and and those who listen uh, religiously will have heard Reese on last week's Sweet. episode. But we're not here to talk about Reese Farmer. We already did that. We're here to talk oh, about Josh Morris. So, oh, okay. um, I've you know, like I said, personally seen. I guess your progression in the last like year and a half or so, like because since I started doing the podcast, I, I all I do is look at five and eight music. That's all, like all I do is like sure, <laughs> you <right>. know <laughs> pay attention and see what's going on and right. get to know everybody's names and what everybody's doing. And I've seen you progress like up to. I mean, we'll talk about the single. You know, the single charted uh, in the BBC. Which is wild. Uh, I, could, it, I can't believe it. It's wild. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like wild. And like when I was, you know, when I saw your post and was reading it and dug into it, I'm like, God damn, that is like, that is huge. Very, so we'll, we'll definitely thin. talk about that. But I want to <laughs> cool. kind of go back before we get to that and I guess kind of tell the story of Josh Morris and music and, cool. you know, how, how y'all met and like what you've done with it. And uh, I guess take it away. Okay. Uh, well, like any story, uh, it has a beginning. Um, some more interesting than others, I guess. Uh, I started playing drums when I was five. My parents bought me a Tama Imperial Star drum kit. Wow, that's some cool parents to buy a five-year-old the drum set. I know. It was cool, man. <laughs> it, was, it was brave on their part because they really had no idea what they were getting themselves into. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool. I, I think well, and I sh- I don't know if that was exactly my first drum kit. I might have had a first act like everybody else, you right. know. And like, so it was some sort of drum kit. That's just the one I remember. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I started by just uh, you know banging on the on the drums and cymbals and screaming along to Linkin Park songs <laughs> when I was you know uh, a wee lad. Um, and then I guess so. I I really just through you know grade school and and up until middle school i was just playing music in my basement learning how to do things learning how to sing learning how to write music learning how to play drums were you a uh, uh, music kid like in school were you like marching yes. band or concert yep or- totally i was in concert band symphonic band all that and i was a percussionist and uh yeah it was uh it was it was something that i didn't like doing at the time but i look back and i'm very thankful because i know how to read music and it's like you know that's a it's a good skill to have it's not necessary um obviously but it's uh i learned a lot and got to play a lot of cool music um yeah mr margison was my band teacher up at queensbury high school so he taught me a lot uh, about theory and music in general um yeah so that was the academic side of it i guess but at, at home i was you know i was a i was a rocker i was a, i was a little punk kid you know skateboarding around and and listening to audio slave and whatnot you know so uh that was actually like the first rock record that i pulled out from my dad's uh big cd shelf that he had in the living room and we had this big stereo system like pioneer stereo system and he's you know he was a music guy you know and he was in bands in high school and he's still you know he's our sound guy sometimes <laughs> yeah he's he's great man he's he really uh He's the reason 
uh, from the very beginning why I have such a deep love for music and a deep passion for it because he he really introduced me to everything from you know Led Zeppelin and Queen to Eminem and and, and Ice Cube you know I mean in you know everything in between it was it was a uh, I was I'm very thankful for that um, and yeah I always I I tell this to everybody like I remember taking that first Audio Slave record out of the CD shelf and and i looked at it and i'm like oh this has got a flame on it that's got to be cool right so i plugged it in and like the first thing i heard was that you know are you familiar with that record i'm guessing oh, yeah. you are okay dude, <laughs> oh, and, and very very familiar dude the first song on it like coaches just yeah. like gang, gang, gang. and then dude and it breaks into that riff like just so unapologetically tom morello and then chris cornell's vocal i got goosebumps thinking about it chris cornell's vocals just like wow you know he just like screams and uh, it was in that moment where I was like, yeah, I guess I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Like, I want to do exactly that, you know. Um, so that was a, a big thing. But, um, yeah, as far as, like, you know, getting into, into like, middle school and stuff, you know, I was in concert band. And then I joined my first band, um, started my first band in, in uh, I guess it was eighth grade with my, my buddy Johnny. Um, amazing, brilliant guitar player songwriter lives in lives in the city now um amazing musician and my uh my old friend jake um are you familiar with the band levada yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. jake from levada we that so him and i and my friend johnny from high school we oh, no shit. So, yeah so we were in a band from like from the time i was in eighth grade up until sophomore year of high school um and uh both just incredible musicians jake is a phenomenal musician um super good guy and uh, yeah, we we were in a band for about two and a half years, and we played a lot. We wrote a lot of really cool music. Recorded with Tim Lynch over at the recording company. Um, that was like oh, and uh, actually right down the road at the Creek Studio with John Azarenko. I don't know if you're <laughs> familiar with him. I, I I am familiar. Like it is very close, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know him, but I've heard the name yeah. and I'm familiar that there's a studio yes that close to where mm-hmm. I live. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> that was my that was my very first studio awesome. experience and, and he was uh he taught me a lot as well and uh yeah it was it was a great experience we we learned a lot we played a lot we got like weirdly enough we had like twenty thousand something followers on twitter when i was like 15 wow and our, our music was being played in the uk and like you know so but we we broke up our sophomore year of uh of of high school my sophomore year of high school it was uh it was kind of, you know, it was uh, it was just the thing where, you know, the parents got too involved and, like, we were kids and we didn't know what we were doing. So right. it just kind of, you know, faded away, but, you know, still good friends with them to this day. Um, and I loved everything about that experience. Um, and shortly after that, I was kind of in that mindset. I was like, well, I know how to play the drums. I kind of know how to write music, but I really need to learn how to play the guitar. Like, I really got to figure that out because I'd been playing drums for, like, 10 years at that point, And I was like, well... I want to write my own music, but I can't really do that on the drum. You know, like right. I can write break beats all day long, but like I, I, <laughs> nobody wants to hear that, you know? Um, so I, I picked up the guitar. I was playing the guitar, you know, on and off throughout my childhood, um, upside down guitar. Cause my dad only had a righty acoustic and you're a lefty. Yeah. And I'm a lefty. So I learned upside down first. Um, but then right after that first band broke up, my grandfather gave me, um, one of his old lefty acoustics. And so I relearned, the correct way uh and then eventually that became my my secondary instrument um and i took vocal lessons and i you know started getting uh more into the songwriting territory so that was that was that um and then i guess 
what comes next? I guess Hasty Page is is the next thing. Um, that was junior year of high school, I think. And so Zane and James, um, the other guys from Hasty Page, we started playing together. And our first show actually was opening for Wild Adriatic. That was really? like, yeah, that was super crazy. What, what venue was that at? Uh, King Neptune's in Lake George. Jeez. Yeah, it was it was it was crazy, man. Cause it's a nice we, first gig. I know. know. <laughs> I was like, it, there were a lot of people there, and yeah. like it was really cool. It was during the winter carnival, so I just remember it was freezing wow. cold. Yeah, it was like, it was brutal outdoor um, show in the winter. Yeah, yeah, it was it was yeah, it was wild. Um, and they're putting out a new single. I don't know if you heard about that. I didn't. Hear about that. Yeah, I just saw them post about it. Actually, I saw Travis a couple nights ago at, at the Beach Club, and and he was like, "Yeah, we got a new song coming." I was like, "Oh man, Fuck yeah, yeah, I can't wait for that." Um. So yeah, we we opened for them. They were gracious enough to have us. And uh, actually, it, it's funny because a lot of people don't know this. And I I was just having this conversation yesterday with somebody. PJ Ferguson. Do you know PJ Ferguson? Per the name. Yeah. So he's he's in a band called Northern Runaways, and they are they might have changed their name recently, but um, they he's from Whitehall. They play at the Beach Club a lot, and they actually just moved to Nashville, and they come back all the time, and you know pack the Beach Club. Um, you know, every every couple months or so, he was uh, actually the first singer of Hasty Page, and then uh, we just we all had too much going on, or he was in a bunch of different bands. And we were like, okay, like maybe we'll just keep it the three of us, and then you know, for a few years, that was how it was, and I, we were the trio with a, a singing drummer, and you know, <laughs> played in Albany and did some house shows and played some festivals and. Uh, yeah, that was cool. And then during COVID, uh, Zane, our guitar player, moved to Nashville, and then James moved to LA. And obviously, we're still very close, but we're just not right, right. making music, you know. Um, so, and then, yeah, I mean, where do I go from there? Um, I guess Dark Honey, right? Dark Honey and Girl Blue. That came about in 2018 when jimmy just messes me out of nowhere and he goes hey do you want to like be our drummer and i was like i mean yeah but what happened to yours <laughs> like what what happened you know uh because i knew that like and he's we like were... well have you ever seen the movie spinal tap yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> right no really it was like he spontaneously combusted I <laughs> <laughs> yeah no dude it was it was the craziest thing because like you know the three of us in hasty page were huge dark honey right. fans and, you know, Harlequin Blue came out in, like, February of, like, 2018 or 17 or something like that. And as soon as I heard that song, I was like, oh, no, this is the greatest band in the area. Like, that's, okay, that's it. Like, yeah. they wrote the song. Um, and so we were just obsessed with that song. And then they, they put out The Moon, and I think shortly before Harlequin Blue, they put out Stinging Nettle. Um, so we were huge fans, and then my my junior year of college, Jimmy sent me a message, and he was like, "Hey man, like, uh, you want to like be our drummer?" And I pooped my pants and said <laughs> yes, you know. So uh, yeah, so then that happened, and uh, you know, then obviously by default, I started playing with Ariel as well because we we were her band, and uh, um, you know, that's just uh, to bear witness to her. Um, talent and and musical ability and it is just otherworldly yeah. you know i mean and the same with jimmy i mean they're both just incredible people and um artists so it's uh i've learned a lot from them that's uh that's for sure they're i've learned great. a lot and yeah. it was funny like uh nipper fest the first year 
uh, it was Girl Blue and Jimmy was backing her up. Yes. And yep. then this year, it was Jimmy and Girl Blue mm-hmm. or Ariel backing him up. Like right. it was, it yep. was, it was nice. Like yeah. they're super, super talented. I wasn't, yes. I wasn't familiar with his stuff, mm. but goddamn, like his first album, yeah. like Buddy, is just. I remember when because some of those songs were gonna be like, kind of just mellow or dark honey songs and he came to us during covid and he was like yeah i mean i got a bunch of these songs and then we recorded drums to a couple of them i think uh the two songs that i played on on that album were like there's mona and then one other tune i think there's two but he came to us with those songs and, and we were like yeah this is a different direction but it's really good like so let's let's do it um and then he decided to put out a solo album and we were like yeah that's i mean you know that uh, there's actually one song on the album, one of my favorite songs he's ever written. Um, Hardly any loneliness. Do you know that song? Hardly. I see when I listen to it, like in this room that we're in. Like I usually just like will put uh, like I have five on eight playlists yeah, and yeah, whatever, yep, and I put them yep. on repeat. So I don't know the names Dude. of a lot of songs. Oh man, like, I'm I'm such a musical you know nerd and like obsessive person. So I'm like. I'm gonna remember that name, and I love that melody. It, he's just—he's a brilliant songwriter, yeah, dude. He really good. is. Um, he's taught me a lot. He—he he taught me, uh, you know, not to be precious with shit. Just like you got—you right. got, got a good song, put it out. You know, let people hear it, and uh, yeah, just incredible people to work with. I'm incredibly blessed to uh, to be surrounded by such you know incredible yeah. and i'm looking to have both of them on the show yes, um you should there's been yes and, and with, just like with all five on eight musicians mm-hmm. it's hard to pin down at a time of <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? so we've we've gone back and forth but awesome. it'll it'll happen it'll happen eventually oh, yeah. I'll, I'll get them on um so i guess before we go on too far we should probably play a song okay so we were going to play you get you know two songs to play on the show cool. um you know we obviously have the new single but i think we should save the new single for the end of the show sit, yeah, so that totally. we can build up to it and talk about the uh the accolades it's gotten but hey, uh cool, cool. what other what other tune do you want to throw on uh well let's see man i have uh i have a <laughs> i have an unmixed uh version of the single that's possibly going to be coming out next Ooh. um yeah it's uh i have two two singles like in the pipeline that are kind of set to come out after you know ready for your love and i haven't decided which one i want next but i think i have a gut feeling that um this next song when the night is over is going to be the next one it's kind of a similar vibe to ready for your love it's a little bit um uh, i would say it's a little bit not heavier but more aggressive um definitely more like 80s influenced cool um and uh pretty driving you know through the whole thing but it's uh it's a song about um it's a song about, I guess, the turmoil that you can find yourself in uh, as a young person in college making questionable decisions and uh, partaking in too many um, chemical affiliations, sure. uh, you know, ma- doing, doing the things that we all do. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's just kind of a reflection of that. And, um, you know, it, there's there's stuff in there about just like, you know, not letting that define you or not letting you um not letting that sort of lifestyle be a a permanent indicator of like who you're going to be for the rest of your life um because we've you know all been to those dark places and and it's like man do i really want to be this person you know so it's uh it's it's a fun song and it's don't get the sense that it's dark right there's just some some real shit a real message there's yeah there's some real shit but the the 
you know, it's upbeat and there's synths and you know, so <laughs> it's fun. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll play that one. Cool. If, if that's cool. Uh, when the night is over, it's called. When the night is over. Yeah. All right. Let's listen to When the Night Is Over, uh, Josh Morris, and then we'll be right back to talk some more with Josh. That was when the night is over, uh, Josh Morris. And like we were saying, um, is that when, when we're recording this and when it will actually air, it's like a good three and a half, four week uh, period. So 
that may be the final version that we just heard. Who right? knows, man? Yeah, you, we don't you know. never know. You never and know. You're just going to have to uh, listen to it when it's released and then compare them. Right. And you'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Going to keep it a secret until then. <laughs> People will have to dig. But anyway, that's <laughs> that's cool that that's a, an unreleased track that we're playing. That happens a lot on this show. That's cool. Which is amazing to I me love that. to like be able to hear things and yeah. to be able to present things before they're out. Sure, you know, sure. It's, and I guess that'll kind of lead us into... You know, your your single that's out now, Ready for Your Love, which you were saying has been out one month as we record this. To the day, yes. And that took off, you know, took off very Man. big. And, you know, I remember hearing the ramp up to it mm. and was, you know, excited as a, as a local music guy to mm. hear. And then it not only went national, but it went international yeah. by getting uh, some attention on the BBC. Yeah. And that's, you know, because... With internet streaming and stuff, you know, you can obviously reach reach a broader audience. Sure. Like we actually, a couple of shortwave songs got on a streaming station in the UK. We were like, oh. "Whoa, what the hell? That's awesome!" That's awesome but it's but like with your stuff, we're talking about the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this isn't like a streaming internet station that's right. in the UK. We're like, "Whoa, look at us!" <laughs> it's the BBC, which is you know. It's huge, and it's been charting and moving up. And yeah, so yeah. I guess let's talk uh, a little bit about what that's like to be like, yeah, my first single, it's out uh, of the park. It's, <laughs> like, you know, it's interesting, man, because it's the first song I've ever released under my own right, name. Right. You know, I mean, I've put out plenty of stuff with, you know, Dark Honey, Hasty Page, and and you know stuff like that. Um, it's uh, it was a weird thing because I'm working with this. Uh, so I guess I should say about a year ago now, the, uh, a buddy of mine, now friend of mine named Tanner, reached out to me on TikTok um, because I was making drumming videos, you know, last year and, and they were kind of getting some views, you know, in the 100,000 range or whatever. Um, and he reached out to me. He's like, hey, man, like I work for a PR company. If you're ever looking to get some sort of promotion going on for your music, like, let me know. Because um, he's like, I, I like your your music. I like your, you know. Uh, style or whatever and I was like okay cool so I took him up on that and he's part of a company called Little Star PR out of Toledo and um, they do like you know Spotify playlisting and, and whatnot and so I I just sent it to them and and they worked their magic and it, and it got in front of people and it, it was the first time I actually did that and and worked with like a PR you know firm um, so I had no idea what was going to come of it I had no idea um but he assured me, he's like, yeah, man, it's totally like, I'll make sure that it's worth it for you. And so then I was just sitting around one night and I looked at my, you know, Spotify for artists <laughs> app and it said BBC. And I was like, huh? And, <laughs> and I, I messaged him. I was like, dude, this is like, this isn't like a joke, right? This is the real BBC, like top 40 UK playlist thing. Right. And he's like, no, yeah, that's, that's for, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, okay, uh, that's cool. Uh, you know, and, and weirdly enough, like that's super cool. But where the song is being played most actually is in Spain. Really? So it goes. I think last time I checked, it's like Spain, the UK, and then uh, the US. So like, I don't know what's going on in Spain, but it's on some sort of summer playlist in Spain, and people are loving it in Spain. So. And I mean, do you feel like that would be something that you know? Obviously, you have an audience there. 
Like, do you think that would be something where you'd be like, "Hey, I'm going, I'm going to Spain and Man, and I'd do like it. a, you know, do a European tour and yeah. like do all these things and well, like, it, you know." It's funny you say that because I have a like Instagram draft post. Uh, that, <laughs> that's exactly that. I took a picture of all the playlists and I was like, "Looks like I'm gonna have to go on a European tour." Yeah, that'd <laughs> um, be. I mean, imagine that, dude. You know? And you that's know? how that's how shit happens. You know, yeah. like the yeah. right audience gets. Your music in their sure. ears, they like what they hear, it keeps getting played, yeah. and then they're going to, you know, because, I mean, think of if, like, around here, there was a small local band from Spain yeah. that we all loved, right. and then we loved them enough where they came to yeah. Albany, so, you know, it'd be just like that, over, so you'd, you'd probably get, like, a... A pretty successful tour, I would you know, imagine, if you're you're on their top twenty. I I wouldn't be opposed to that because that's like a a U.S. top twenty. That would sure. be just like a you know. Sure. No, I I would not huge. be opposed to that. I've I've never been to Europe, and I'm looking for an excuse. Yeah, because it's it's sick over there. You know, like so we'll see what happens, man. And you know? so when you say you you know you're working with the PR, like is that something that's gonna like is this next single like the the one that we just heard is that gonna be something that you're expecting uh, yeah. to to get some uh follow-up so. you know? i think i'll at least do that because they it, it also um there was a website called tuned up that premiered my single um and and that was a really cool thing too and that like I, I guess you know depending on the website or the blog that you premiere on like a lot of industry professionals you know look at it and and i had uh some some really interesting people follow me on instagram after that like you know uh one of Katy Perry's producers or like one of yeah and it's cool and and you know I I messaged one of them and uh I was like you know hey man thanks for the follow would love to hear what you think of my new single I sent it to him and I can't exactly remember his name um but he wrote me back and he was like hey man this is great like keep it keep it coming and and I also did the thing that I've always been saying I was gonna do uh I have this like war uh this what is it called the art artist uh a and R registry or something. And it's something I got from going to music school and, and it's basically got like, you know, Jack White's phone number and like all these <laughs> PR co- you know, so like and it's, some of them are out of date. Some of these people it's from right, like twenty twenty. Right. So all some of these people don't work at these companies anymore. But like I spent just you know, two weeks literally going through this entire A and R registry and sending these emails to people being like, Hey, this is my debut single i'm an artist from upstate new york like you know would love to hear what you think and some people got back to me it was really cool like what uh, an anr member of Capitol records got back to me wow. um and they were like this is great can't wait to see what else you do and and it's like you know great like i mean i, I know you're a real person right you know i'm not looking for any handouts i just want to get this in front of people yeah and like because you, know? you know that's the other thing too is that you people have to be on the lookout for is there are like a lot of just like yeah and you know as like you know because our brand like shortwave radio band we consider ourselves like a garage band or a punk band so like it's fun to be able to have that little bit of attitude yeah and especially because like i do social media for a lot of things and places where i cannot have any kind of attitude (laughs) i have to like keep everything in check so it's funny when i get like those whenever i get like those like promoted on you know blah 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 i always respond with piss off oh dude (laughs) yes you know or no or you know or something like i get them all the time they're so dumb dude it's stupid yeah and like it just sullies the water for when like you have like a legit human being like you got reaching out to you being like, Hey, I like your stuff and sure. I want to help you. Right. Like it, 
it puts you on edge because you're like, is this another one of those? I know. One of those shitty bots. And yep. especially now with the AI. You never know. They're starting to get a little. Yeah. But uh, actually, you do know with AI, um, all you got to do is just ask it to question what it just said. Right. Yes. And it'll expose itself as a computer. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, you know, it'll say something. You'd be like, "Are you sure about that?" I'm an and it'll be like, "Well, actually, program. I am not sure about that." <laughs> right. I put, and it'll be like, "Then fuck off, get yeah. out of here." You know? <laughs> like, no, that shit scares. Oh my god, that scares the shit. Yeah, I mean, it really yeah. I know, like some people are like not worried about it. I'm worried about it. I'm I'm worried about it, but I don't think it's at the worried point yet. No, just because it's no. so easily broken. Of course, like, it's no, so it's, easily broken. Like it's not going to get to Skynet anytime right, soon. But I right. think that threat is real. Yeah, th- you know, especially yeah, oh, yeah. For, for putting sure people out of business. Right. But the other else. thing too is like when people are like, "Oh, the AI," you know, yeah. all these people writing songs through sure, AI, right? Sure. Oh, it's going to take everybody's job. I'm like, have you ever have you seen what kind of output AI is doing for songs? It's, it's not, not taking anybody's no. job in songwriting. It's not great, no. dude. It's <laughs> terrible. I tried to get it. I was feeding information into Chat GPT, trying to get it to write a song without rhyming the oh. last word of everything, and it <laughs> literally cannot do it really you cannot do it you'll be like write me yeah. a song about so-and-so and do not include any rhymes not one single rhyme wow. you'll be like all right here you go my name is jack i have a cat that is black oh, your, and you're like no rhymes and it'll be yeah. like all right i got you this time it cannot <laughs> do it <laughs> like, so wow dude. so easily pulled yeah and, and this and their quote-unquote songs suck well, yeah, you just can't beat human artistry. Right. Like you can't, like you know, real life creativity is not something you can replace. And I think, like, even because I remember the what was it, Lenza with the the pictures. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, I yeah. did that, and it was like eight dollars. You know, like I I did it because I was like, okay, this is cool. But then I was like, I remember people saying this is going to put graphic artists out of business. I was like, no, it's not. I just don't think it is because there's something about like, okay, what's the thing with um, guitar amps, for example. I'm a big vintage amp guy. I have a 65 Vibrolux that I got when I was working at Parkway. If you put that up to 10 and blare a Telecaster through it, and then you have a, a 2005 reissue Vibrolux with the white knobs sitting right next to it at the same volume, same settings, there's a clear difference right. because one is made by a machine, one is hand-wired by an artist. Right. Like, you know, there there is a huge difference between something that's handmade or human-made um, than something that's made by, uh, you know, a robot or on a conveyor belt or something. Right. It's just not the same. And I know? just, uh, not to get off top, well, we can't get it. I told you we were going to get off topic, <laughs> but uh, I had Jordan from Poison Noises on. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with, that, with that. I just but hung like, out with him for the first time last week. Oh, he was just here yesterday. We um, actually have a, a project we're doing together. Yeah, and now that it got me interested because I'm like, hmm, maybe oh, I want to do a project. I want to do a project. Oh, yeah, but man. like the the... The hand making of yes. the guitar pedals is what, like, really more than anything. When he was oh. talking, I'm like, "Well, that's something fucking special. That's something it's special. Very, then. Yes. Like, if you can press something out on mm-hmm. an assembly line, it's not going. No. It's not going to have soul. I guess. No, you no. Know? There's like, no. It, it's there's no ruggedness to it. There's right. no reality being put into it. You know, nothing is coming from the real world. It's right. just like, I don't know. It's a. It, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. And I also on Poison Noises, that dude is a genius. He's brilliant. Yeah, like seriously. I mean, we need people like that. We can't we can't let them be replaced by and, robots. And it was so great to like hear him talk. You know, to talk about how he physically assembles these, and yeah. like clearly he has 
more knowledge than I'll ever oh, have dude, about I like how those. And I don't know if you person. noticed the the circuit that he has tattooed on the back of his hand. It's the first one he did. It's right? The first one he ever yes. did. And That's like he was like, I can build a build that pedal in. I think he said like thirty minutes. Probably with hand, his eyes just, closed and yeah. his hand tied behind. And it, yeah. I was like it. I didn't realize that, you know, when I heard, oh, they make guitar pedals. I'm like, that's yeah. cool. But I was like, whoa, no, he like very good guitar pedals. Yes. Too. I'm a huge pedal head. And like I the crook is is just I, I have the Parkway edition that he did. So it's technically like the V4. And then he had the V5 when I went to to visit him because he just released it. And he's like, yeah, like I did this and blah, blah, blah. And the the thing that I always had in my mind about the V4 uh crook is like there's a switch for the clipping options and i was like man it'd be really cool if you could blend them and then jesus christ he puts a <laughs> blend knob for the clipping options and a mid knob i'm like oh my god you just solved all my problems like you just and any i bought one because i was nice. like i need this yeah and i'm gonna go down and like check because i play bass yeah like, right i right. play bass like with a pick mm-hmm. i do a lot of 16th notes and oh, i hit yeah. it like very hard the crook is the pedal for you and uh, yeah and i'm <laughs> like that's because he was like oh well you know i play bass mostly and he mm-hmm. was like the crook was kind of made like for band i'm like yeah. oh shit yeah. so i would wow. love to like because i i'm not a pedal head i don't use pedals yeah right for the right. most part i just use um a wireless sure and i'll yep. just Sometimes I just plug right into the board, and Why not? I'm like, "There you go. Yeah. That's all I need." But it'd be fun to have some Dude, pedals. Are pedals, fun. they're yeah. so fun. I do a lot of recording, and I'm always like pulling out like, you know, stupid things that I don't need to use, but they sound cool. You know, right. <laughs> like, right. yeah, you know? yeah. Both of our our guitarists in shortwave are, are pedal heads. Yeah, for sure, fun, dude. Yeah. It's it's such a cool history too. Yeah. You know, like. Like JHS just released the Ross pedals, the the re-released the Ross pedals mm. from the the company Ross, and uh, they're just I haven't played them yet, but I'm probably going to Parkway after this to do it. <laughs> you know, perfect. So. Yeah, my only my well, not my only regret because now I'm actually going to go check out the pedals, but mm. I didn't have time to play with the pedals that sure. that Jordan brought. Yep. You know, oh. but he was like, oh, but if you want, you know, come down and check us out in you Troy. Should, and I'm man. like, yeah, definitely going to do that. You got a cool <laughs> like, setup down there. Yeah, it's definitely cool. want to go check that out, make some noise. That's awesome. Uh, but so I guess we're at the point now um, where we got off topic enough where we hey, should veer just slightly back on yeah. topic about the new single. And <laughs> cool, then cool. we will uh, play Ready for Your Love. Awesome. Um, but I, so you recorded it, you released it, you went through a little bit of PR, and now at this point it's charting in the BBC. Yeah. Um, th- I would expect they're probably this the single that we played earlier is is gonna maybe even get more, you know, because if I people hope, are man, are, cool. are all set for it, that'd be cool. Um, and that'll be I'll be like, yeah, the first place you heard it, <laughs> unsigned five one eight suckers. Um, but anyway, let's uh, steer back to ready for your love, and then we will we'll play it. So cool. I guess this song, you know, clearly not the first song you've, you've written, but I guess. Uh, Tell, tell us a little bit about the the meaning behind it, mm, I guess, sure. and then we'll go into the song. Um, well, it's kind of a weird thing, man. It's the first song I've I've written, you know, quote unquote pop songs before. You know, we tried to do that. We at least tried to have one or two pop songs on every Hasty Page record <laughs> because, like, I'm really big into rock. You know, I'm, Pearl Jam's my favorite band. Like, yeah, of course. Like Eddie, I've, got, I've got Pearl Jam twenty, the the book oh. right on the wall over there. Oh, I, and oh, I, I, see. I went to the uh, oh, Seattle yeah. Museum of uh, oh, dude. Pop Culture and got my picture taken in front of the original Pearl Jam letters oh, from the album God, Ten. Dude. Yeah, and plus I'm Amazing. I'm I'm fucking old. I was 18 well, when Ten came. Out. Oh, 
dude. You know, if I had a time machine, I'd go back to 1991 and be- It's my favorite year of music. Be, dude, same. Ni- 91 and 94 are- 94 is good. That, yeah, because that's good. when like Vitology oh, and Super yeah. Unknown and oh. uh, that's when like Offspring yes. were like hitting. I think yeah. Dirt, Allison Ch- uh, Dirt was, was 92. 92, okay. Yeah, yeah that, that's, dude, it's just an incredible yeah. time for music. And Eddie- you know, I'm a huge fan of the 1975 as well. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I've heard a, heard a little bit of yeah, them. Yeah, very. Uh, it's weird, man. Like I, I have this thing for. I mean, I think we all do for charismatic frontmen. You know, like yeah. uh, or front women for that matter. Sure. Like Haley Williams is one where I'm just like enamored by her presence on stage. Like Ed, Eddie has that same thing where like I I don't know how many times I've seen Pearl Jam 20, but it's in the hundreds probably. Um, but not to get too far off topic, I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan, huge Eddie fan, and so I, I, I recorded this ten song album like over a year ago now, mixed it, and and it's done, and then I scrapped it all, and I was like, all right, I don't know if this is what I want my first thing to be, so I, I record or I wrote Ready for Your Love because I wanted to write like a you know have a catchy pop song for my first release, and and that's sort of just what happened when I did that. So um, I recorded it with Dan DeKalb. Um, some was done at my house. Some was done at the studios at uh, St. Rose in Albany. And then some of it was done at his house. Um, and, and Ready for Your Love is kind of what we decided was going to be my first single. So Sweet. That's that. Well, then let's, let's put Ready for Your Love on uh, right now. Sweet, man. All right. So it's Ready for Your Love, uh, Josh Morris, and then we'll be right back to wrap it up with Josh. Hey.
So that was Ready for Your Love, uh, Josh Morris. Uh, Josh, I want to thank you so much for coming out to the Dazzle Den and hanging out with me. Hey. It was super fun. Uh, I've been waiting, uh, been wait, waiting a while to talk to you, so it was... Awesome. Uh, I don't want to say like a bucket list thing because you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not that cool, man. I even know I know I'm not that cool, <laughs> but I'm very happy that it happened. So, me too. Uh, and me before too. we go, I uh, like I do with all my guests, want to mm. give you a chance to say what I call your gratitudes. Mm. Uh, it could be your thank yous, your hi moms, your whatevers. Uh, basically, <laughs> microphone is all yours. Awesome. Uh, well, I, I just guess i should say thank you to my family uh my parents my girlfriend my friends everyone that's uh you know supported me musically and emotionally and uh you know just been there for me and uh allowed me to to do what i love to do um thanks to dan DeKalb, one of my best friends dan he uh helped me produce ready for your love and danny DeRusso for taking pictures and doing the album cover um every everyone that's kind of pitched in and 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 thank you for having me um yeah it's it's been a journey so far and i can't wait to put out more music and see what else lies ahead so i I appreciate you having me on all right so that is josh morris i am andy scullin this is unsigned 518 and i'll see you on the road Unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.